Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. It's like, we talk over each other all the time. Just come on. Just be funny. Actually come to like the fucking meeting, not like some person who will not be mentioned, but... um. Yeah, we're getting multiple, yeah. as I, a, a live update, we're getting multiple Fs in the chat because Austin James is no longer with us because that's the only good reason for him not to be here is his yeah. untimely <laughs> death. Boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. Breaking news! This character's back. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite news yeah. anchor. Boop, 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 boop. Breaking news! Austin, in fact, didn't show up because the boys double booked a guest. Uh, oh, there we go. We're good. We're good. We're good? It froze for a second. <gasps> But um, yeah, we double booked. Um, but also to add to that, Austin did uh, take a riverboat to the Congo and then tipped over and was, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately massacred by natives. Um, but uh, luckily, again, we double booked. So we have someone else on uh, the great actor uh, brought back from the dead, Marlon Brando. Yeah, Matt, bring uh, bring Mar- Marlon Brando back in here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He's yeah, he's got a lot of men. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's Marlon got- Brando, what's up? They massacred my boy. Oh, that's my awful. Baby boy. Yeah, we're so sorry to hear for your loss. Yeah, Brando. Marlon Brando comes from us, uh, comes to us to tell us about baby the massacre. Of his boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this is actually where uh, the the seance spirit version of Marlon Brando. Mm-hmm. Um, that's we conjured the, him. That's what the knocking was. was <laughs> we are symbolically opening the door to let him in. Yeah. 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 Now he's going to haunt us for the next 15 years. Speaking of haunting, um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> what I find haunting is this. What the li- fuck did you just say? Haunting? Where are the fucking ghosts? I'll fuck them up. Zach, Zach Bagans. Zach Bagans, yes, everybody. Zach Bagans <laughs> is our other guest. On. We triple booked, actually. We got the guy from Ghost Adventures. He was the one in. who helped us conjure Marlon Brando. Yeah. Have you seen his movie that no. he made called Ghost House? Ooh. No, it's like no, it's called Demon House. Yes. But it's about it's like this house that's like in the projects somewhere. <laughs> I only say so that. So spooky, dude. I only say that Some because it's in a predominantly black area. <laughs> and it's like like they're all super religious. So um, it's like this house is apparently possessed with like a million demons. And like everyone who <laughs> stayed in there has had like issues with demons. So Zach Bacon's goes into this predominantly black area, white guy, you know, like spray tanned. Buys know, a house. Whatever. Buys the house. So he owns it. And he's like, I'm going to own this house. And I'm going to find out where the demons are. But, and so the whole movie is like um, basically him just filming himself with his crew in this house. And uh, the highlights are at one point, he um, just straight up like tries to strangle his cameraman. And he goes, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> the demons made He's me like, do it. I don't oh, remember. No, the, the, the demons made me have gay sex. <laughs> <laughs> he like, no, for real. It's like, he gets done strangling his cameraman. He goes, what just happened? <laughs> He's like trying to. Oh like, come on! And then I um, love I I like love Ghost Adventures. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, I do too in the sense that like I mean I love this movie because um the other highlight to me was that like like three people like involved in this like movie either had like 
like severe health complications or died. Like there was oh one God. guy, like this one sort of like um, consultant they brought on who had like a literal heart attack. And that's not even like faking. He had a literal heart attack in the house while doing like a seance or something. And like two people like from the community that like came in to talk about the house just died like weeks after the filming stopped. And like, they would be like, Zach would like narrate over and be like, Six weeks after filming stopped, this security guard died in a car accident. And I do was we like, know that actually happened, or did he just make that up? I think it did, and I think that <laughs> Zach Baines is the one that killed. No, him. I was going to say like <laughs> he was just playing the bit. He was just dragging it. No, out. I think Zach like legitimately thinks that like he causes people to die, and he feels upset over it. Like I think this movie is a literal attempt for him to reconcile with himself. I am I am killing people. And like I feel bad about that, so I'm gonna honor them with this movie, right? But he can't help he like he can't stop the good work he's doing because it's so no, important. He can, that, that's like that's why doing I, doing MMA against some ghosts. <laughs> I literally, I I'm not even joking. I literally think that's his mindset. Is that I like through the work that I'm doing, the good work I'm doing, people are dying because I'm exposing them to things that they wouldn't be exposed to, and I feel like fucked up over that. So I'm gonna make this movie and then try to like like have like like you know, them be like honored through this way. I think that's literally his mindset. And that's why I find it so fucking like fascinating. Right. Cause well, like, he's not just like some douchebag. He like has like, like, like real internal I, strife. He has a moral on. compass here. guiding yeah. his every decision. I think, that, I think that, um, it's because like most like mediocre, like famous people or whatever, like people who have made it, I guess, but they're like, you know, like C tier, yeah. C tier, D tier, you know, like famous people. Yeah. Um, I think they're just like, they're such like blatant narcissists that like the, they think the world revolves around them. Right. Like, you know, like the, the, the ultra famous people, they're kind of like, you know, they, they kind of like are above everything, I guess. Like they're too, like they're ascendant or whatever. Right. Like they're uh -huh. feeling, but whereas like the, uh, you know, on the fringe, people are worried right. about not being famous anymore. Yeah. So they have to be like assholes, and they or they have to like have this fake like morality or whatever. Much like uh, famous YA author <laughs> Sarah Dessen. Yeah, today. that's our first topic. We were trying to like lead into that, but um, great segue. But um, yeah, that was like happened. I think either today it happened today, right? It happened today, yes today okay yeah. so you guys are uh, gonna have to update me on this because i've only seen a lot of times what will happen on twitter is an event will happen and i just see the aftermath you just see, like the reaction that's i don't like, see what actually happened and i think that's like problematic in the sense that like you never really get like the true like original strain of the news right you just get people saying this is stupid or it sucks or like whatever right but i typically just like follow yeah. that back to the source honestly like yeah. if i see someone tweet about yeah. something and i'm interested in it like i'll follow that back that's true sometimes i don't do that though for like months so it's like it's like a while before i i i, I go oh this is where it started because i just i just have the the aftermath but um yeah so um so this incident basically was um, so like at South Dakota State, there was like this like um, program of where they highlight a book, I think. And they put, so yeah. they have like they have this list and it's like the book list, like the required reading for like incoming people into the English program, like incoming freshmen yeah. into the English program. And what they do is they have a committee of students, they have juniors and seniors, and they like volunteer and they sit on this committee and they debate about what books should be on this list because they have like a certain number of books that you can have, right? 
And so this girl was on this committee um, and she said that like there was an article that was written about her and she said that she didn't choose a Sarah Dessen, uh, the Sarah Dessen book because um, she said that Sarah Dessen's good for teenage girls, but like, I don't think it should be on a college for reading co- list for college students. Yeah. Right. And so Sarah Dessen, what she did was uh, this multimillionaire, uh, super famous, right. YA author, like, like screen caps that, that part of the article, right. Puts it up and blacks out the chick's name. Yeah. Right. And then, of course, like the true autistes, like her followers probably are. Yeah, they're like they're all like solid. Like she said, she said something like, um, "She said this is mean and cruel." She said this is mean and cruel. Authors have feelings yeah. too, and we literally like write our worlds essentially, right? Like we 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 write to survive. Basically, what she said. coming in super outraged and like trying to make it like she was the victim in this situation. Well, yeah, like this saying. is like a personal. Like this is like. She took it extremely personally, basically. Um, and, uh, but yeah, she screen, uh, screen capped it and her, I mean, and followers immediately found out who it was because yeah. it's not hard. You literally Google that quote. You find out exactly who it is. You find the article. You who find said it. Who said it. Um, and so other YA authors came in to like, you know, show support, right? Roxanne Gay, mm-hmm. the, you know, mad woman of the, of Twitter, uh, said, you know, rooting for you. This is, you know, awful. Like, and other people basically said the same thing. Like, how there dare There was she? like a couple of them, like a couple of the YA authors that were like, fuck this bitch. Like, straight up, they said, yeah. fuck this bitch. Yeah. Like, and they said, you're you're great. Like, you're, and there was like a bunch of like, yeah, randos. you're perfect. There's nothing you've ever like, done wrong. Yeah, there's nothing you've ever done wrong. Like, even though you're an author, you should accept criticism of your work. Like, fuck, fuck that girl, you know, stuff like that. And um, one thing that she left out, that is uh, absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. is um, the next, the literally the next paragraph she picked, she said she didn't pick this iridescent book because another book was up. That was about racial struggle in America. (laughs) It's like, it was about like, (laughs) like um, no. Yeah. The book that got picked that, that, you know, cause like, that was the thing people were saying is that like, she screened that cap this part, but not the part where she said, um, for those reasons, I picked this book, which was about like, um, like black incarceration or like mm-hmm. the carceral system. Like an actually somewhat Something important that's Actually book. fucking important. And that should be read by fucking college students. Yes. That's what, that's what was missed in all this. So there, there's a couple things. Um, first it's great that this university has a board that like picks their books. That's, that's interesting. I don't think our university has that, yeah. uh, two, um, if even if uh, it's a book for teenage girls, she's not saying that it's awful. She's saying it's a good book for teenage girls, which it literally is. It is a YA novel for teenage girls. Yeah, and that's not downplaying at all. It's just saying that it is that. It's it has, not it, a college book. It doesn't have a place in a college system. Like third imagine, thing. Well, uh, let, okay. let me get this real quick. In. Imagine if. Um, cause I had this too, like the incoming freshman, uh, for my undergrad for, um, a, you know, I went to Berry college, right? Liberal arts college, whatever. So like the un- incoming freshman had to read a book, all of us. And then like, that was like our intro to college. It's like, read this book and discuss it. Right. And I just imagine if I came in and the fucking book was like, like hunger games or some shit like that. Right. I mean, the book I read was terrible, but at least it was like, it, it was like attempted to like be aimed at like not 
like, you know, a 12 year old. Right. So, um, that's my thing is that, yeah, this is meant for, you know, people entering higher education and like to the think that like, you know, <laughs> special girl trilogy, one of three might be the book you're like saddled with. Like, you know, you're already paying fucking tuition and you pay money to read a book written and aimed at like middle schoolers. Like, fuck. Anyway, the third thing is that you're even if she says this, even if it's true, even if she does fucking hate your guts, you're a multimillionaire. Like you are an, you're a super famous YA author. Like you should be able to handle fucking criticism because you can just literally cry into your 20s. Like yeah. $20 bills, <laughs> yeah. you know, hundos. And then the fourth thing about it is um, even if you hate it, even if it makes you upset and you're a multi-million dollar famous YA author and she hates you and blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck would you put her on blast on Twitter.com? It's the power trip. It's like, well, it's, look at this person. Yeah. How dare they mock me? No, for real. It's like it goes back to the Lizzo thing where it's like you wield your platform like a club. And just because like and like anyone who like because to me, I see like something very sinister behind this. And maybe like it's not fair, but I see someone who knows what they could do to this person. Right. And they just think all I have to do is take this quote out of context. Right. Cry over it and basically be like a cry bully and be like, oh, this is so cruel. How could she say this about how did she find the article? She just fucking name search herself. Yeah. All these famous people fucking name search themselves and then just get butt hurt over people being like, uh, you know, Piers Morgan is a doo-doo head. And they go, look at this. You well, know. actually, I'm not a doo-doo head. <laughs> no, Ricky Gervais did that too. We're like, like that I'm was not a thing. doo-doo head. I'm a pee-pee baby. Yeah. Like, like a couple of weeks ago, like Ricky Gervais had that too, where he was just name search, like literally just finding like tweets that didn't like at him just said Ricky Gervais. And he was like, um, I think Lindsay Ellis, he, like specifically responded to Lindsay Ellis to say like, Oh, I've got a lot was, of money. So. That wasn't Piers okay. Morgan. That was, um, no, I said Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It, but it wasn't him. It was, um, I don't remember his fucking name. Grant something. It was a, the other turf guy. Grant Kirkhope. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The guy. Are you gonna say like Grant Hughes, like the the actor from all those '90s like rom coms? He name searched himself, and Lindsay Ellis was talking shit Grant about him. Hughes. Yeah. You know yeah. Who what? Grant mo- Hughes? What movie was he in? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll Love Actually. Up. Love Actually. A bunch of a bunch of like he's very famous like in the '90s. So you th- you're thinking of Hugh Grant. Yes, 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 dude. It's a common thing to know that I always say the last name first and then the first <laughs> oh, name. Oh, you were saying you weren't saying Grant Hughes. His, you were saying Grant, comma Hughes. Yes, yes. <laughs> his his people say it that way. Oh, okay. His people. His people. Okay. Um, but yeah, also like to go off on the Sarah Dessen thing, like a lot of the a lot of the people were saying like, oh, it's because people hate entertainment for teenage girls. And it's like, there is a lot of that where people will shit on YA and say it's just for teenage girls and it has no cultural value and it's shitty and whatever, whatever. Like, and Lindsay Ellis has a great video about this, about like, it's called like, I'm sorry, Stephanie Meyer. It's like shitting on Twilight. Like it didn't deserve that much vitriol and hate, you know? And it, it, but like the thing is, it's not that it's that when you're in college, you don't read dumb baby books for dumb babies anymore. (laughs) And like. (laughs) <laughs> it would it it is just as valid to say we're not putting a Sarah Dessen book on the syllabus 
if you were to say like, oh, we're not putting like uh, a fantasy book, like like Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, like why the fuck? Yeah. Like no one is going to read like a, like that doesn't necessarily they could be it could be great literature, but it doesn't like add anything to like your experience or there's nothing that like you can deeply analyze in it because like if it is written for young adults, right, there could be deeper themes and stuff, but like you're going to read harder works in college. Yeah. So you need something that gets you thinking critically in that regard. No, I think you're absolutely right. And uh, well, I will not counter, but just clarify, like qualify to say like, well, they're not going to read it in general. Like, oh yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Just how many like, English majors actually read? Yeah. Very few. Plus this isn't like uh Michigan or Penn state or UGA. Are you, this are is you, what Josh, are you saying that like, are you going against the Jackrabbits right now? I'm actually, it's a historical position of mine that I hate Sandy, uh, uh, South Dakota, South Dakota state. state. We're not bringing the Aztecs into here. Okay. Um, but yeah, you were saying like fantasy. It's like, yeah. Like imagine you come in and like, Oh, required reading the conquering sword of Conan. Right. By Robert. Well, that should be required. Um, (laughs) not Robert Jordan, Robert Howard. That's, 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 uh, yeah. That's entertainment for boys, so that's valid. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah, you're right. That is valid. Um, or the Rings, Game of Thrones. As that's a big, fine. as a big fan of Conan, uh, the Barbarian, I would actually say, yeah, that should be required reading. Yeah. Well, it's like you know, a lot of the shit that you have to read in college, you don't want to read anyway, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of shit you don't read. Like I, I was shocked, honestly. Like, and this is really dumb. I should have known this, right, through my high school experiences. But I was shocked this semester when I found out that. People who are in the English program don't read. I was shocked. I was like, wait, what? Because I read like fucking everything that was assigned. Right. And I was until this semester, I read everything that was assigned. And then this semester, I was really bad. And out we had to read three books from my Jane Austen class. And I only read one of them. So anyway, yeah, long story long. Um, those types of books that you analyze in those programs, like the classes that I've been in, like even the, the intro to English studies class, it's stuff like the Gatsby. It's like things fall apart. It's like heart of darkness. It's like those stuff like, that's in the literary canon. Well, it's not yeah. just, no, it's not just stuff that's in the literary canon, even though those are, it's stuff that like you gets you to think critically. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like YA could do that, but it's not hard to think critically with a, like with a YA novel. Not, right? Like like, Not in the depth that you need to for an English degree. I mean, no, like I, I bring up Hunger Games and like Hunger Games is very surface level critiques of like, like dictatorships and shit like that. Like, I mean, you bring up Things Fall Apart. I think Things Fall Apart is like a perfect example in the sense that it's a book that's about, you know, this story, but it's really about like imperialism and colonialism and like modernity being introduced to like you know, cultures that aren't used to it and, and like, ravaging a society, the changes that are like brought along with that. Like I actually, uh, one of my like, like favorite moments from undergrad was where I was like, I made, I managed to make a connection between things fall apart and no country for old men. Really? That's because awesome. I was like, it. um, Just it. cause I like, I, I was like, I think they're both about, um, like the times passing people by like Tommy Lee Jones's character, the sheriff, like he's like old fashioned and like, can't deal with like this like new wave of crime like this new type of like criminal right with like with like um uh the fucking anton sugar anton sugar um and like it's literally like feels like overmatched and out of his element and the uh okonkwo from things fall apart feels the same way 
where it's like this, like, you know, the white man coming in and introducing all these new things and like, and like supplanting like these cultural traditions and he can't deal with it. So, um, but yeah, but like, that's something you could do with a fucking book like that. You can't do that with like, again, special girl number one. She has all the power. And see, here's the thing, right? Like a lot of people, so you're either like a hundred or zero on this, right? So you're either like YA should be viewed as like literature or you're like, why is for dumb babies, right? Like that's how <laughs> most people are. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see a c- little bit of like nuance in the situation where you go, why a can say stuff and can speak to you and is literature because like what like you can't really define literature pretty good like nicely mm-hmm. it doesn't fit into a box, but like you can say that why a has like values, but I don't think it has any value within the collegiate sphere because like. I mean, not, I'm reading not as a, far as the, like a curriculum, right? And I'm I'm reading <laughs> curriculum, <laughs> and so like I'm reading yeah. um, Ursula K. Le Guin's like Earthsea cycle Earthsea, right now, yeah, yeah. right? And those are like called like it was before young adult was a thing, so they called them like advanced kids reading or whatever, advanced kids, or what, however you want to call it, special right? little boy, yeah. <laughs> and so her like that book is very deep like there's a lot of philosophical messages and it's 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 hard to like like the last one that i read was literally about fucking capitalism she's just straight up she's lefty i like her. yeah and so great great author but the thing is like i don't think even though that that's a deep book and that is fucking literature i don't think that that should be taught to like incoming freshmen in a college class unless they're taking a literal class that says science fiction yeah like intro to science fiction or something yeah or like yeah yeah there are specialized classes you know that that do um you know that do take uh you know like like a a, like native science fiction or or whatever like african-american literature you might read like the hate you give or whatever in that you know stuff like that it's just you know you can take different classes but like as as, for everybody getting an introduction into english no you shouldn't read a YA novel yeah i agree with you um can we pivot to like books we've read recently? Because go for it. I read, read Gatsby for the seventh time. No, I read. Well, you did. Yeah. Cool. It's my favorite book. So, and then the I read Gatsby. It. Yeah, and I had to read it for class. Cool. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um. I was just gonna say that like, I read the the Haunting of Hill House and it was fucking good. Like, um, like Shirley Jackson. I'm realizing is like the like um because I love Frankenstein too. Mary Shelley's Frankenstein and. Um, I'm coming to like realize that like both of them, I think are like foundational authors for like horror fiction and yeah, the haunting of Hill House is really good. Like, now, did I, did they turn that into a movie? They turned it into a show. The show is nothing like the book. Okay. I mean, it is, it, it, it borrows like, um, like reading the book, I realized, oh, okay, so they, they took some names, they took the house itself and some concepts, um, for the show, but the book itself is like way different. Um, they didn't turn it into, it's been turned into two movies. One was from the sixties is the, it's, that's good. And one was in the nineties. Um, it was just terrible. So, um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> the haunting of Hill House. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, um, but, um, yeah, it was really good. And it was like, um, how many like, pages? It's only like 230 pages. Good. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I think all books should be under 300 pages. Yeah. Um, it got like its point across really well. Um, it's like one of those horror mo- like horror fiction that's really about like um, 
like how people are crazy <laughs> or like it's, it makes you question like what's really going on with um, as Josh adjusts uh, Matt's mic. It question makes you question what's really going on. Like, cause like, so, okay. So like in the series, cause I think most people are familiar with the series. Um, um, it's explicitly paranormal in the sense that the house itself is like an entity that um, like consumes people. I read a fan fiction about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so literally this bitch, like who wrote this book was just ripping off monster house. 2000 yeah. in 1959. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> monster house. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so the book is not um, the book is like, okay. So the conceit is this, you know, this like um, doctor or like a guy, he's interested in paranormal activity. Right. And Zach Bacon. yeah. And Hill house, like in the book is like notable for like people who stay there. Don't stay long. They leave immediately. Like after a few days, like they can't stay there. Right. And he's like, what's going on? Like what do, right. What's going on. So he goes there and he invites four people or he invites a bunch of people, but only four come to basically stay in the house and figure out what's going on, right? And um, um, uh, and that's like where the series like borrows, like like you know, you know, the people's names are like carried over. Um, like the house, it's like oh, it was owned by this guy named like Hugh Crane who like lost his mind and his kids killed themselves. So they borrow that. Um, but then like the people who stay there are like random strangers and. You know, it centers around Eleanor. Like she's like, like there. this know. house is pretty crazy, yeah. Scoob. <laughs> yeah. And yes, Shaggy and Scooby make an appearance. Um, but like, yeah, and she's like, and, and like the question is, okay, is the house actually haunted, or is it just the people themselves manifesting what's mm-hmm. going on, right? Especially with Eleanor, because apparently she like had like like a bit like it's like Carrie in the sense like she like when she was a kid made shit happen and her mother like she had to take care of her mom for a very long time and like fucked her up. And you're like, okay, is she making this stuff go? Cause like, it implies that like all like the, the phenomena is just her and she just, just doesn't realize it. Right. So it's one of those things, but it's like, um, you know, it's like not explicitly scary in the sense that like, it's not all about the horror, but like when it does get down, when she does write about like the shit that's going on, it's like really freaky. I really like that. Yeah, and it's only 230 pages. It's pretty brief. I read it in like two sittings. And um, yeah, it's really good. I would recommend anyone who's interested in like horror fiction, just pick it up. And, All right, shoot. I'm sold. Yeah. I got an addition too with- um, I'll, Actually, I'll just yeah. watch the movie uh, Monster House. And that'll, yeah. <laughs> that'll so basically, you've already seen it, yeah. yeah. I got an addition with an intro by Guillermo del, Guillermo Guillermo. del Toro. Who, you have to say it in his accent. Guillermo, yeah. Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Who talked about like- how this book fits in with other horror fiction. And it was really interesting. This book yeah. fits in with horror fiction. Yeah. He's really like, he's really knowledgeable about these sort of things. I think it's really interesting. He's like a historian for like horror, which I want to be. He's the Peter I Jackson fucking, of horror. I fucking wish there was a PhD program. Cause I've been looking into that. I wish there was a PhD program for like horror. Like I would love to go be in freaking and, awesome. and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a historian for horror movies. I would fucking love to do that. But no, it's the, all, you, know, you do that on the side. The last yeah, two, that's true. the last two books I read, one was for class, and that was The Great Gatsby. That was like the seventh time I read that, because um, we had to write a paper, a big paper on it. And then the book that I read for fun was Sally Rooney. Her new book. It's called. Um, she's been called 
the author for Millennials. And I actually found out about her while listening to Red Scare. Mm-hmm. And like I said, who like usually if someone says a book and they're like, oh, like they're the hot new author or whatever, I'll look up, I'll look them up and look at the book and see if I'm interested. And if I'm not interested, I just forget about them. So I looked up her and I was like, oh shit, she's Irish. Like, gotta read them now. So I bought her first book, which is called Conversations with Friends. And her writing style is interesting because the way that she writes is she doesn't write dialogue in quotations. Her book is like stream of consciousness almost to where it's like it feels like you're just like there, I guess. Like you, it doesn't feel like a book. Like it doesn't feel like you're reading characters. Um, and the only time it's in quotations is when other characters are quoting other characters. So like if he's like, oh, he said this, then it's in quotations. But other than that, there's no quotations in the book. And her second book is called Normal People, and it's similar. And I, I really liked Conversations with Friends. And the, this Normal People book is about two people who, like, meet each other in high school, and they're, like, fall. They don't fall in love, but they start having, like, a relationship. And it's this weird relationship. There's, like, no label on it. You know, and th- that's why people say she's, like, the millennial author. is uh, sure. Because, like, her first book is about two gay people who, like, wait, what? I was going to say that, like, you bring up millennials. That's a good uh, uh, segue into the next thing we'll talk about. But ah, okay. Um, so, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we got it. So, um, anyway, the the conversation with friends is about two girls, and they have, like, they were girlfriends, and then they broke up, and, like, they meet these, like, new people, and, like, what, like a married couple, and they're, like, older, and then the, one of the girls has an affair with the married man, and it's like that, and they're, like, all friends, weirdly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so that's, it's like weird relationship stuff. It's, it's a, uh, it's very interesting. And, and actually like, you know, cause I, I want to go on to grad school and mm-hmm. become a professor. So, and I've actually had a really good, I, a uh, really good idea about, um, if, when I have to write my thingamaboo, I know what I'm going to yeah, write about. Your goober. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm going to write about. Did she write love Simon? Is no. Is we're thinking of? Oh. She only wrote two books so far. Okay. Anyway, um, millennials. I was going to, my segue is that, um, cause we were like prior to the pod, we were discussing like, once again, dating apps, but I had like a very interesting, Oh, come on, Tinder. I'm trying to get my dick. Yeah. Um, I had a very interesting interaction on Bumble where, um, so this girl and I, so like I did like the procedure, right? You talk, you, you know, you, you text, you know, you send messages back and forth, and then you get it off Bumble, right? Mm-hmm. And I got her number in her Snapchat, right? So I thought I'm really and her succeeding. Social. Yeah, and her, her home social. address. Yes, yeah, all these things, her credit card number. Um, but um, and then we started texting, right? And then so the conversation went like, um, I made a joke that I'm a boomer, but for like only outdated forms of communication. So I'm always like, oh, these damn kids don't know how to use like smoke, like like a telegraph to save their lives. <laughs> like and then she came back with, oh, I think I actually have. Hold on, I might like just. Read oh, we direct, got the receipts, I might baby. Read directly from the source here, but she came back with something like, oh, haha, that's funny. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, you know, millennials don't know how to do anything for themselves, like or something like that, right? Um, Okay. So she was 
falling in line with the boomer. She she said, but I swear our generation has some really bad qualities, especially when it comes Mm -hmm. to working hard in relationships. Entitlement being the key word concerning the working hard part. Uh, And then I said, expand on that. Please do. And then she said, this is verbatim. It is my observation that people our age and like she did this thing where she would put like ellipses between her words. I fucking hate that. Let me see. She would put like dot dot. You know, oh, yeah. I, I, texted, I texted a chick that used to put dashes in between her words, which yeah. really fucking annoyed me. Oh, so she'd be like, weird. dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but only whatever. two dots. She's only doing two dots. Yeah. But she would do out it, to, uh, occasionally, she would do it multiple times. Um, it's my observation that people our age don't want to work for anything. Oh, my God. They expect to be handed their position and yep. pay without having to pay their dues mm-hmm. um, or out in any work or put in any work. If they know someone, even better for them because they have an in and they and know they don't need to work as hard in some respects. Then my response was, I don't think that's an issue in, inherent to millennials. And then this is where, because I got like, so like my initial reaction pissed. to this was like, this is fucking stupid. This is a tired. You and, like broke your coffee cup and, in your yeah. You realize you were talking to a woman <laughs> and you, like, you, you, and I was like, ah, misogyny. You but, like yeah. stood up from your writing desk. You put out the cigarette like on yeah. the desk. You fucking like grabbed your coffee cup. You walked to the nearest window. You read like drew the blinds and you just fucking shattered it in your hand. <laughs> While blood was dripping down, you just looked out the fucking window and punched the glass and just it like ballooned yeah. into I was actually and the blood, <laughs> yeah. the blood dripped down and made an effigy of Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what actually happened, then. What actually happened was I was I was running on the treadmill and then I stopped the treadmill to to, to frantically. That's text how back. angry he was. Yeah, and I said, I know plenty of people my age who work extremely hard. The idea that the, sy- the idea that the system we have now is like a slot machine or an equation where you just plug in effort and success comes spewing out is pretty suspect. I'm just going well, to define Kill like, tacular. so we talked about this for like an hour and a half and basically it's a long time to talk about yes. that. Fuck and that. so again, I got, I got pretty mad, but it wasn't like, Oh, you're a fucking idiot. Cause that's the first thing I wanted to say is like, well, yeah, like you, you didn't say it. You were thinking it. I was thinking you're a moron, <laughs> but what I found out is that like what defined this conversation was that I would say things like that. And then she would agree with me. She would say, you're right. Oh. And what that led me to think is that this sort of like, she doesn't like she and like, I like in her like Bumble profile, she had her politics listed as liberal, right? Which they don't give you uh, an option for like leftist, which I would pick. Uh, say I pick other. You can pick other mm-hmm. for politics. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's ballsy. Okay. Usually, I don't know for Bumble, but you can usually pick other. Not in Bumble because it's literally just, it's like apolitical, conservative, moderate, or, or liberal. <laughs> I'm a moderate. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in anything. Yeah, but um, what it led me to believe is that please. So like this whole thing is that she would say something, then I would refute that, and she would agree with me. So what that? Well, because you're a man, and she has no choice. But what? Right. That, <laughs> if anything, course, Papa Bernie's been teaching us. Of course, of course, I, I I acknowledge that as a man, I am right about everything, and she obviously recognized that. But um, you know what's funny? What? So we're like, like we always do the pod, right? And like, we're ironically, obviously being fucking dude bros. And we're like, oh, fucking yeah. misogynist, whatever. We love bitches. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Like women are pretty cool. But like, I legitimately had a conversation with a group of women the other day that was 100% like, fuck all men. Yeah. And it was like, not a shred of irony. 
they 100% believed it while I was there. Yeah. You told them this. Yeah. Yeah. I know I already told you this, but the pod, ha- the pod hasn't heard. No, I was and just it, saying, yeah, you've brought this up. Before. But my, uh, I was talking to my sister about it and I was like, I was actually pretty upset. I'm not going to lie. No, but a yeah, couple, I think that, that happened. It, like I was pretty upset because of that, but also there's other things that happened. The pro-lifers were on the campus and everyone was just in a bad mood. So we were all just kind of like yeah. hyper in a bad mood. Um, someone's like one of my friends said something that I did not like at all and had to, I had to leave. Anyway, um, yeah, and I said, you know, uh, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm there. Like, why would the fuck would they say that? Like, just yeah. like to like, I don't know. Like, that just felt kind of weird. And she was like, well, maybe they like. She said, girls talk about that type of stuff like only amongst themselves. So they probably didn't think that you were that type of guy when they said all men. Because like, why would they talk about that in front of you? And I was like. I, yeah, I, like, I have no clue. It doesn't make it better. Right. No. But also like, it's just this weird thing where I was like, okay, well like, you know, the, the women and men are different, right? Like we have different qualities and I'm, I wasn't like, I wasn't like, Oh, you know, men are superior, but I was like, I feel like men are like more logical. I was like, women are more like emotionally stable, like emotionally, emotionally, intelligent. emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. You know, they're easier to pick up on emotions where men are more easy to pick up on like logic and stuff. And I was like saying like, and it just painted with broad strokes and they were like disagreeing. They were saying women are more logical. If there was nothing but a community of women, they would all work perfectly together. Um, They just don't need men. The only reason men are around is to uh, impregnate them is what they said. Oh my. And which is what, what is, which is funny because my, my unironic conversation with some of my guy friends about women, like when they were talking to me about like fuck all women, which I didn't agree with, was literally, uh, he said, uh, one of the guys said, if women's, women didn't have pussies, we'd hunt them for sport. What the fuck? Oh my. That's upsetting. Um, okay. Well, my thing is, I guess, less upsetting. Uh, I can continue with that. But yeah, <laughs> but Matt, yeah um, just to like say what like we kind of concluded in the chat was that like yeah it's like interesting because it's like that's like to me like the sort of conclusion to like identity politics and yes there is like a leftist critique to that which is i found that like people don't know about they think if you bring that up you're immediately like the right like a right winger yeah but there is a leftist yeah this this yeah Zizek. here we go Zizek. yeah our fourth our fourth <laughs> guest um but um and so one and so one yeah but there is a, a leftist critique in that in the sense that like um, if you make make identity about everything, it's like because you were saying that like they were saying like white men control. It's like white men with capital control everything, right? And if you exclude oh. class completely, you make it all about fuck white men. It's like fuck white men who are like in positions of like poverty and like without any power. It's like oh, um, you know, white privilege means it's like it's less white privilege and more like rich privilege more like class privilege right? well i mean that's the thing like um i would rather be a rich black man than a poor white man just straight up like any day of the well, week you'd rather be rich than poor right and that's it that's the <laughs> yeah. dividing line like they yeah. people don't understand that it, it literally is the dividing line between class and yes racism does exist we can't pretend that it doesn't we can't be like when people call people class reductionists, they're usually just saying they're fucking Nazis is what they're trying to say. But like, yeah. but like we can't be class reductionists. We can't just say everything amounts to class because it doesn't. Right. But the main problem is that divine line between class, the, the divine line between the classes. Right. And it's yeah. like, if I'm poor and I'm like starting out here, like as a white guy 
and you're poor and you're like starting out as a, a, a person of color, woman, whatever, like we need to have solidarity with each other. And that's the problem. Like if yeah. I, if I'm with you, like we need to stop racism and stuff. Why does my opinion matter less because I'm a white guy? Yeah. Like, like it, that's yeah. racist to say. Well, it, it's like the woke opinion becomes like wokeness, right? Becomes, oh, it's totally cool to like make sweeping journalized like prejudicial statements about like white dudes, right? And I'm not saying like, oh, we're the real victims. I'm just saying like it becomes like this like very shallow, very like like the, you're just not getting the whole picture when you just you know you just take prejudice and just turn it back at you know all white people which is like you're it's like when you do that you're including like poor white folks in that too you're being like, racist yeah you're including um, white people who are like the good like quote unquote the good white people right like the ones who are actually yeah. like i acknowledge like my privilege or whatever i acknowledge that like i'm not scared to get shot by a fucking cop like when he pulls me over right. stuff like that like you can acknowledge that and you can acknowledge that it's a different lived experience but to say that like because I am a white male, I can't like infer something or I can't like converse some way or to say like, and what like, Oh, I hope she doesn't hear it. What really gets me though is like a good friend of mine Mm -hmm. said this about me. Yeah. And that's what like, and I was like, I don't think of you as a black woman. I think of you as my friend. Yeah. Like, why are you thinking of me as your friend who is a white guy? Yeah. And then, like every like that qualifies every statement you make. Yeah, right? like every statement you make is qualified the fact that you're like a white dude. And it's like, sure, like again, you can acknowledge all that, but it, then it's like, well, it's just like imagine if I said that about you. If I said, oh, you're saying this, but you're also like this identity, whatever identity you are, you're this. So like that means I take I take your word to be lesser than like whatever else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Yashua, do you have any experiences, Yashua, about? Not, I have not really. I mean, I, I mostly hang out in like the business circles, and the the main thing that happens really is just I'm out and about, and and like like fam. I was I was um, trying on a suit for a wedding. Uh, okay, I'm going to a friend's wedding at the end of this month. Cool, and uh, and family guy was on, and the guy <laughs> and the guy like uh, adjusting my suit was like. Oh man, is this show still running? I don't know if they can make episodes like this anymore. People are so sensitive. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. South Park. Shut the fuck up. The first up. episode of South Park, which is like still one of the most popular, like funny cartoons or whatever on air, was called Mexican Joker. So, like. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the first episode of the season. Yeah, I've also heard that the season's supposed to be a lot better than the past seasons. I, I don't give a it. shit. I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, um, I like South Park. I, anyone who says that to me, I say people in like the 50, like, like fucking, um, who's the guy? Who's, Lin, the, Lin, hey, Lin, who's the guy? Hey, Lin, who's Lin, the guy over here? Lenny Bruce said like the Pope like would like would like poop in the woods and people try to fucking hang him over it. That's how people, that's how fucking sensitive people used to be. If you said like, oh, hey, who's this fucking guy? He's talking about the Pope over here. The Pope's Italian. We we got our own kind. We're going to protect our own mama mia. Yeah. Like Lenny Bruce literally got arrested for like just saying like, like the most like sort of like 
Like, if you looked at them now, they're literally just jokes where he's like, hey, like the Pope, he takes a poop in the woods. Hey, what do you think about that? And then, like, people are like, kill him. He's, <laughs> he's ruining our oh, you think fabric. You, you think you're a funny guy, hey? You think you're a fucking funny guy. Yeah. He's ruining the fabric of American society. Kill him now immediately. <laughs> he is too dangerous to be allowed. Um, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, anyway, back to my thing, though. I've got more <laughs> for the Bumble. I got more from Bumble. Okay, so. What I was going to say is that, like, what I got from this conversation is that people like her, liberals, do not they, – they just don't think about these things. Which is funny because Seth MacFarlane, who does yeah. Family Guy, is, like, the biggest fucking liberal. Biggest oh, liberal. Yeah, yeah, super liberal. Which is hilarious because, like, <laughs> he, like, tweeted out recently, like, we're going to phase out gay jokes in Family Guy. It's like, phase out? What the fuck does that even mean? What is that? You're just going to have, like – Okay, okay, folks, starting with, it's like Warren, in 10 years from now, there's not going to be any gay jokes. It starts out with, look at the fucking faggot over here. It's like, hey, look at the gay guy over here. It's like, hey, look at the, look at this person who happens to love men over here. Um, But what, what, okay, so what this conversation taught me, I guess, well, not taught me, but this reinforces that like, like folks like this do not think about politics or like, like conditions we live in past they give it like very little thought because every single time I would bring something up, she'd be like, you're right. And I'm like, so you're, you have zero convictions. If all I have to do is respond to like this very, <laughs> especially if you're literally just like, like, like just regurgitating this like boomer dumbass like media take that like millennials don't work hard or we're entitled. And then I just say that's stupid and it's wrong. And you go, yeah, you're right. But, um, okay. So I said, you know, okay, you plug shit in and it comes out that's stupid, that's suspect. And she said, I guess I've seen it firsthand. A lot, TBH. I do know plenty of people my age who work hard. Don't get me wrong, but that's part of the problem. It's a stigma. And a lot of millennials either play into that stigma or they look and move past it. It's because, like, millennials, the thing is, like, with millennials is that we're so fucking, and, and Gen Zers, I feel like, are fucking, isn't Gen Z, like, the one after us? Yeah. Okay, Jesus, they're yeah. fucking way better than we are ever will be because <laughs> Zoomers, like yeah. the TikTok teams should run the world honestly. But like the thing about it is like millennials like literally felt so defeated because like the last the generation before us Gen X, Gen Xers, Gen X, yeah. So Gen Xers like boomers were handed basically like everything on a fucking silver platter. Gen Xers yeah. were promised the fucking world and almost got it and like we have this mentality of like, if you just work hard and you put in the hours, like it used to be like, you could get something for your hard work or whatever. Like like an equation. Right. And the thing is like, that doesn't happen and it's happening less and less and it's happening on a lesser scale. And the thing about it is like, even like we don't want to work hard because we've seen what hard work does. Like hard work doesn't get you anywhere anymore. We've Mm -hmm. seen that. And we've experienced that firsthand. You just feel so disenfranchised. Why would you work hard? If, if you worked hard and someone else took your money, why would you work hard? Right? Like if the, the people at the top take your money, why why, why would you do that? Like, or working hard isn't going to make your life any better. Yeah. So you might as well not. No, that's yeah. exactly like I said. Like, what I'm like, yeah, exactly what I meant. Like an equation. It's not an equation where you just you plug in X, you get Y, right? Um, but she, she agreed with almost everything you said. But this this narrative that's like hanging in in yeah. mainstream media, she just exa- is like, well, yeah. 
enough people are saying it, so it has to be true. No, that's the thing. It's like it's a stigma that people are playing into. It's like, okay, th- this is what I said: is that it's a stigma that's been propagated by the media so they can sell outrage clicks. It's so they can employ people who write articles like "Millennials Killed the Horse Jousting Industry" or other dumb stuff like that. You never see the same introspection pointed at other generations, or if they do, it's done in an exceedingly positive way. And then I said, and as far as knowing people goes, that's been a staple in America far longer than our generation. It's an issue inherent to capitalism in our economic structure. It's just been intensified recently because of the college industry boom and the glut of college graduates in the job market, right? And then she said, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) She has no retort, no like, oh, well, here's my take on it. It's just like, yeah, you're right. And uh, yeah, she said, we're basically put under a microscope and torn apart. It really is like, if it's not one thing, then it's something else. Mm-hmm. It seems like we're considered the effed up generation. Yep. Like, and you were just literally repeating that verbatim back to me 10 seconds ago. Right? It's the self, it's the self-hatred, right? Because like, she's probably a hardworking person. I'm assuming I'm not hundred percent. Well, sure. Most people think they're hardworking people. Right. Like we said, like we said earlier. Yeah. So like, she probably thinks she's a hardworking person and she's looking around she and she thinks what she said, that. well, she, she probably thinks is she looks around and sees like other people not working as hard as her. Or people and she's who saying, are struggling. And she's saying like, you're the problem. Like you're the reason that I'm not, like elevated you're the reason we're not elevated right and you're like it's not like it's not like hey look around it's like look up you know what i'm saying like like if you look at the structure right structural analysis right yeah this girl lives in john's creek which is like oh that's very bougie yeah like incredibly bougie so this is i'll read this she said it's impossible in quotes for our generation to own houses and not be living off credit and whatnot from what the media says expresses but that's not necessarily true i see plenty I see people being plenty successful. And then I said, in what economic class are those people? Like with most things, it boils down the class. Those statements are true about the working class section, sex, uh, sections of our generation, even the lower, lower strata of what we might call the middle class, right? And she said, um, like the people she was talking about being successful were the middle class, right? And I said, middle class is an amorphous term. It's pretty relative. I tend to try and not use it for that reason. But they're definitely not working class, Yeah. And she said, upper middle class would probably be better. And I was like, you're talking about fucking rich people. You're literally talking like, like this is why I hate middle class is that what it means is that just people like my neighbors. Like what she really means is that people making a lot of money who can own houses. That's what she means. They think right? that's the middle class because that's where they live. Yeah. And I said, right. That's why it's a bit of a mess to try and apply things to an entire generation. It contains multitudes. Wealthy millennials are shielded from the larger trends affecting the rest of the generation. Money is the great inoculator. What's happening now, though, is that those with money are amassing more and more of it, while those without money continue to not have it. Disparity is widening and mobility is sparse, right? Yeah. And then she says, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you like, so after this entire conversation, right, you get to the very end and she's just saying, you're right. You're right. And you say, great. Now suck my dick. No, what it did. Was there like some, my dick. Was there some part where she's like, you know what? You changed my entire worldview today. Like what was the end of that conversation? In the pouring rain, and yeah. she's like, "She's like, I never thought about it that way, Cole." And it's so you guys fall in love. Here's where it ended. Okay, she said, "It's your, you're right. Money runs everything. Unfortunately, if you don't have the means, you don't have a way. Unless you literally figure it out or are working two jobs. When in reality, that shouldn't be. Single income survival is how I should put it. And that's literally like, 
like again, if you just think about this shit for two Five seconds, fucking, yeah. you come to this conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. And they just don't think about it. And then I it's said, "It's too hard. Communism doesn't work because of other countries." Yeah, and I said, "You know, and it, and it, you know, right." And it so happens that our generation has matured in an age where these issues are rapidly worsening. We've been given a raw deal, as has Generation Z. And then she said. Exactly. Rapidly worsening is the right way to put it to be TBH. It's like, how can we even begin to fix anything properly when and generations are pitted <laughs> against each other, which she was fucking doing in the first place? Um, we can't. It's like, it just has to pass. But for how long? And I said, it's not going to pass. Yeah, it's just going to get worse until it reaches a breaking point. Either we do something about it, like attempt structural tra- or structural change, or we resign ourselves to living in hell. We choose social- socialism or barbarism, right? Mm-hmm. And then she said, um, uh, I know it's not. Sadly, we're all a bunch of barbarians already. And then <laughs> that on. was it. Come on. So, like- see, my Bumble conversations were like, "How? hey, how are you? Oh, you're not going to respond? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. It's funny is that I got, so I, I got this girl her number, her Snapchat, all this stuff. And it just turned into me yelling at her about mansplaining like mansp- our economic well, and it's um, like, conditions. I didn't, I didn't want to like mansplain or like yell at her about this stuff. But like, but she agreed with everything you said. But that's the thing is that like, I was like presented with, Oh, I believe this very dumb thing that is like stupid and wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to like, let this slide. I'm not going to just like, like, like just be like, Oh, haha, funny. I'm going to be like, actually that's wrong. You're going to roll up into my fucking that. neighborhood and not pay the fucking toll. Listen, every <laughs> time you come in my fucking neighborhood, you owe me 10 fucking dollars. Yeah, that's what, basically what I was doing, but just like through. But like, like with socialism. Educating I'm her about socialism. Making some general like guesses just based on the information you told us. But I think a lot of times in these cases, like the lack of introspection has to do with like your own conditions a lot. Like if you're well off and you don't have to think about your conditions, then yeah. you're not going to think about it. And that's why she really never has. Well, her parents probably say those kinds of things too. And so she just think so if my parents say it then it has to be true and i think mm-hmm. that's like it's like that with a lot of things especially with religion like yeah. like people who are religious have zero usually zero introspection into their own beliefs um and it's easier just to believe these meta narratives that aren't actually true like i think the i think the thinking about it thing that you were saying um i think that works both ways I think the ultra rich or like the wealthy, right? Not even the ultra rich, just the wealthy. Mm-hmm. They don't have to think about things because like they're wealthy. Or even if they did, it didn't affect them. Right. It doesn't affect them. So they don't care. But I also think it, it goes the other way too. Like the super poor, they're like so busy just trying to survive that like they can't think of. No, like, you're absolutely like, right. Because if they, if they thought yeah. about it for five seconds and realized like shit They'd was They'd be dragging way, their bosses out in the street. No, they wouldn't them. do that. They'd fucking kill themselves. Like, and that's what happens. <laughs> That's what ha- no, 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 100%, because that's what happens at, like, the fucking Foxconn factory, right? Or wherever. Like, you know, they just, like, they'll be, like, you'll be working, and then you go, you know what? I could jump off a fucking building, because, like, it's not getting better, right? Like, you, you look Yeah, at- you, you kill yourself because, like, like imagine- there's no hope. There's no future. But yeah. people in America still are convinced there might be a future. Yeah, the American dream. Yeah, we like can- the idea that we'll. Yeah, Gratsby says it's fault. Yeah. We can uh, imagine the end of the world, but we can't imagine the end of capitalism. Mark Fisher. Yeah. And unfortunately, it, he got the end of the world before yeah. the end of capitalism. Cool, I have a confession. I was that girl in Bumble who matched with me. <laughs> yeah. You were this Indian girl who <laughs> matched with me. I showed you my pussy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, too, I had another conversation with a girl in Bumble where she was telling me like she worked like super long hours and like felt exhausted all the time. And I was like, 
you know, and I like, I recognize that I like. You're trying I, to, you're trying to create the revolution on Bumble by indoctrinating uh, girls. Well, it's on a Bumble. thing. It's where like, so you know, the other girl is like, she had like, the, like a creative writing job, and like, the funny thing is the that John's she was, Creek girl. Yeah, she was talking about how like, oh, millennials just know people, so they get jobs, and she was like, well, I knew someone, so, so I, got I got a, a job. job, and I'm like, like you know, pot meat kettle, right? But you know, um, so like. Got obviously her, her her perspective right she was basically just limiting it to the the people she lived around and not expanding it right like, i know firsthand about that because my family's very wealthy for like especially for the area we live in it's we're very yeah wealthy. cole lives in a fucking castle yeah. just like guard when you walk in ga- so shiny gates i obviously recognize well, that what what i've always yeah. found interesting and i've said this to multiple people um about you and about like Austin, as I said, you and Austin grew up pretty well off, like, yeah. like, like upper middle class or at least at the very least middle middle class or whatever. Right. Probably. I would say for my family, like, like okay. I've, I, I know I've seen the salary that my, both my parents take home. So I know like, like actually, I, yeah, like, Cole, they, the they hired Cole at age seven to do their taxes for, no, them. I actually did for like my mom's like office. I literally just did their like their like fucking salary, yeah. But what <laughs> like what I returns? Find, and I was like, what I find, oh fuck. <laughs> what I find yeah. interesting about that is like, there's a lot of people who are well off who like will cosplay as socialists or whatever. And then like I I said like I said Cole and Austin are both like two of my friends who are pretty well off. And it's interesting because like you guys are like actual fucking socialists. Yeah. Like you guys are actual fucking Marxists, and it's like. Like, it's just like, I don't know. It just blows my brain, right? Like, it's just like, yeah, I, I really like respect that about both you and Austin is that yeah. like you guys, even though you, you wouldn't even have to think about this type of stuff you yeah. do. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. The world does suck. And like people are dying and like, we need to help them. You yeah. Know? But that's like, you know, yeah. It goes to my point about like how you can let your sort of like immediate surroundings limit your perspective in the sense that like. I don't see these issues, right? I don't see people like my age struggling, right? Because I live in an area where people my age are very well off and can afford houses and fancy cars and all this shit, right? So, well, I mean, you don't so, see it in your immediate surroundings, but like you see it. I mean, I mean, for like, I was talking about this specific girl because <laughs> she lives in John's Creek. Like, oh, no, I was saying area. like you said that you don't yeah. see it. I was like, you do see it, though. You come over to like <laughs> you see me like every time you walk in. Well, yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> like, that's true. I was saying like like the John's Creek girl. You can like if you're like this particular person, you can let this perspective, your perspective, like limit your like your understanding of like what's actually going on. So you don't see these issues. You assume they don't exist. Right. And I've I know this firsthand and that. Yeah, I've come from. Um, like a very wealthy background, but you also went to a rural school where yeah. like so like I was like ex- different classes exposed to this instead of like closing myself off and being like, well, I don't experience this, so obviously people are just belly aching. I was like, okay, outside of my very limited bubble and perspective, people are going through shit, right? And I should try to understand that. Even when I was like a shit lib, right? I tried to understand that, right? And you know, becoming like, yeah, a Marxist socialist. I was like, um, I it transitioned from like, just not just understanding what people were going through. It's like understanding the cause of what people were going through and how we should just fucking get rid of that. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I was just like, I think the biggest thing is that like 
try to understand that like outside of like your limited perspective, things are going on. If you thought about it for five fucking seconds, um, which this girl did in that conversation. And the with course me, of that, exactly. well, no, she, like she, she, she got, she got information, right? Like she, like literally Cole was just like this. And because, because she, she doesn't have convictions, like her, her beliefs, like she doesn't have them. Like she doesn't believe in her beliefs. When Cole came up and was like, hey, this, she didn't have a retort. She didn't have anything. She didn't like. Because it's not based on, it's not based on like. It's based on these like buzzwords, right? Like yeah. you said, it's like my generation's lazy. It's like, well, how are we lazy? Define lazy. What like, is well, like, actually, a lot of people I know work super hard. And right. like- <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. If you just fucking examine this for two seconds, you'll see that this is bunk. It's bullshit. And also, like, I think it's important, especially for like, you know, if you're combating these things to be like, I'm right. I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to be an asshole about it, but I'm also not going to be like, Oh, well maybe I can like see it from your, maybe I can be like, yeah, maybe we are a little lazy. No, like we're not. See, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad that like you'll engage in that type of shit. Cause I used to be like that. I used yeah. to be able to like engage, but like if people are like, God dude, like, I used to like walk up on, on like Georgia Highlands or whatever campus. And like, if someone said like something stupid, like, um, like there was a guy who was like being like choosing to be gay is wrong. And I was like, hold on. And I fucking tore him, his ass a new one. Right. Yeah. And now I walk on KSU and they have so many fucking right wing like demonstrators yeah. and stuff. Like the pro-life people were there this week. And I, I just put in my headphones and just walk by. Cause I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. I know you're fucking dumb. I know I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I know I'm yeah. right in this regard. I'm dumb and I'm wrong in a lot of regards in this regard. I'm right. And like, yeah, there are, there are certain people you that you just yeah. cannot convince. Well, you can't fight every battle, and like right, you have sense, to pick and choose. But like, yeah. you know, there's there's a you know because like there's the girl that you say, okay, well she like she's probably like doesn't actually believe in her beliefs, so like I can kind of like not teach her, but I can like say my perspective, and she can like yeah, you know, get it or whatever. But like. There are some people, the type of people who go out there and hold up signs that say socialism sucks or like socialism sucks, change my mind or whatever the fuck. You're not going to convince those people of anything. And it is it is within bad faith for them to ask you to because they yeah. know like if they they know that you're not going to convince them and they know that like they're not going to convince you. So like yeah. when they want you on a bad day to walk up to them and it's- start talking because like. Because I don't understand every fucking economic factor of Venezuela right now because I have Jane Austen in my fucking head because I'm walking to class and I'm depressed. Yeah. And I didn't have my cup of coffee today. They're going to be like, well, what about Venezuela? <laughs> you know, and like it's shit like ben that. Shir- it's, it's the Ben Shapiro strategy where you just find someone who is like, um, you know, like a like a young college student who's like on the, verge, on the verge of tears. And you because just they go, have fucking anxiety, yeah. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, well, well, uh, actually, uh, this. Crowder straight uh-huh. up, like, having a conversation with, like, a rape victim saying that rape culture isn't a thing. Yeah. That well, was great to watch. Also, Crowder getting punched in the fucking face by a union guy, which is Good for hilarious. him. Wait, when did that happen? It, it was actually before he was, like, famous as, like, a right-wing oh, grifter. Okay. It was, like, when he was trying to get famous, and he went to, like, a union thing and was like, oh, unions are stupid. And a guy who, like, you know... You know, was in like a a steel union for however long, railroad union or whatever. Just like punch him in the face. Hell yeah! Because like those guys are pretty fucking. Yeah, they're legit. Yeah, they're not going to be like, oh, actually, let me debate you. They're like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing. Like, I was saying this. Like, 
and we were getting like, this is the part of the conversation of us getting more mad and mad just like in general. But like we were talking about the pro-life people and we were talking about like the libertarian and, and socialism, like turning point USA people who yeah. are on the campus. And I'm like, you know, it's, they're like, one of my friends was like, okay, well like freedom of speech and all, but like also like, fuck you. Like it's in my face. Right. And I'm like, cause they literally had a jumbotron. I don't know if you went to campus this past week. No, I, I haven't been to school in a while. They had, they had <laughs> like, they literally had a jumbotron. Yeah. And they had posters of like Photoshop dead babies or whatever, and said, "Oh, it's genocide, right?" Mm-hmm. And this, this, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a big ass screen, and like you couldn't do anything because the police were there. And I said, like, yeah. you know, the people who want freedom of speech, we already said this a couple of pods back. Freedom of speech is like a fucking very liberal idea. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. dumb idea anyway. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, they want freedom from consequences. They don't want freedom of speech. They want freedom from consequences. And yeah. like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm walking by. And I see a fucking like fake image of a dead baby and like my girlfriend and just totally made up, right? My fucking girlfriend or wife or whatever, like had an abortion and had a traumatic experience, right? With an abortion because like she needed to. didn't have a traumatic experience. She just had it. She just had it. And it like, it just like pisses me off that they're doing this. And I walk up and I pick up a rock and I break their fucking jumbotron, right? Yeah. Like you're gonna what, go to jail. I'm gonna go to jail because get like charged like, because like pay for fees. The thing is like <clears throat> they don't have freedom from consequences. Like if you were to walk up to me and say like you know like all this like homophobic shit, whatever, like whatever you want to say, right? You say a bunch of shit to me, and I just fucking break your fucking nose. Like that was the direct result of you saying that stupid shit. Yeah, you can have your fucking dumbass opinions. Keep them to your fucking self. Why do they care so much? And I said, the first thing, I said, if they cared about genocide so much, the first step isn't abortions. The first step is dismantling the U.S. empire. Dismantling Israel, too. That was the... Yeah, yeah, It's the whole... It's We can, we we can, can talk have about, that be our, like our closing uh, segment. But the, the idea, Matt, that... Um, that that pro-lifers are you know are so into protecting the innocent life, but are totally fine with carpet bombing the Middle East. I was going to say humanitarian issues. Um, I mean, like Israel, like just recently was an issue in the sense that, like, so Israel's big thing is that, like, whatever small thing that like people in the Gaza Strip do, um, Israel responds by just murdering a bunch of people. So, um, the thing was is that like. Um, like rocket attacks, right? So occasionally they'll send rockets into Israel and no one will die. You know, no one's died. Um, property gets damaged. And so Israel responds by going in and murdering a bunch of Palestinians. And so- Because those uh, are the terrorists. Yeah. Um. So our, our, you know, our sexy boy, Pete Buttigieg said, um, just full, you know, full-throated, and support <laughs> of yeah support of Israel defending itself right so that's how they frame it right it's mm-hmm. Israel defending itself even though if we clearly see like the casualties right so who's really getting hurt in this it's always Palestinians it's always people it's always you know these people being held in this captive state right they being, can't leave yeah like, they can't get out of Palestine <laughs> being murdered by Israel right so um and even our boy Bernie, came in with a very centrist take in the sense that he was saying, well, people in Israel don't deserve to be attacked by rockets and people in Palestine don't deserve to be killed. And I'm like, one of those it, things is not fra- correct. No, framing it that way, you put equal blame on either side and there's not equal blame on either side. Exactly. There is people being held in a captive state 
retaliating against their conditions and there's their oppressors coming in and murdering them. One of those is distinctly morally wrong and the other is not, right? We can say that. I can say that. I'm not, you know, in a position, I, you know, I'm like just some random dude. I can say that, right? So fucking Bernie Sanders can say that. So anyone, and people will always come at, uh, you know, Bernie supporters and be like, y'all are a cult. It's like, no, because I can say for real, like that statement sucks, that he should not have to qualify his statements that way. He should just come out and say, because he does that with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. With Bolivia, he's come out and said, it's a coup. With like Lula being released in Brazil, he said, this is a great thing. And both of those things are true. So when it comes to Israel, he should be able to say, they're literally of genocidal regime murdering people in Palestine. Not just the genocidal regime, modern colonialism that like has happened in the past recent years and... God, it just coming from like my religious background and then breaking out of that and seeing how how Christianity is being used to destroy people's lives. Yeah. That uh, people are hailing the Bolivian coup because the Bible is returning on these native Satanists. So I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> Bolivia, it is a coup, folks. It is a fucking coup. Uh, Eva probably say backed Morales. Yes. Um, Eva Morales was elected, uh, by over 10%. So there's Why no the in Mexico, give him asylum. Cause they're the good guys, I guess. No, like <laughs> Mexico has like a history of giving sort of left wing people. Like, like they gave, really? Tro- they gave Trotsky asylum. Um, they were pretty like the narcos are cool with like this fucking socialist guy coming yeah, in. They were pretty cool with um. They were pretty close because like with, the um, narcos rule the government in Mexico, so it's like uh, it's not it's not as it's not as like one to one as that. They were pretty cool with um. Pretty close with Castro. I mean, um, uh, like for the longest time they had like the PRI in charge, but the PRI kind of like they were a right wing government. They but they predicated themselves on being left like leftists, right? Because like they're their party name was like had revolution in it. So they wanted to sort of get that aesthetic without actually like, while being like dictatorial, Mm -hmm. but like, um, but yeah, like they've had sort of like, um, I would say a history of giving uh, like Haven to folks like Evo Morales. Um, But yeah, they won by over 10. So, and people say like, Oh, the elections are rigged. It's like, if they were rigged, then like, why wouldn't he just give himself like, like Putin does like give himself like 98% of the vote. Right. Like not just 47%. Well, also Um, not another piece of evidence on why they're more than likely not actually rigged is the, the organization that like was doing this audit or whatever is super far. Right. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, Eva Morales was like, okay, like you guys think some fraudulent stuff is going on? We'll do another I'll one. I'll do another count. And they said, uh, the other party, the right wing one, were the ones who said, no, we don't want that. And then drove the military, the military drove and in. the military drove. And this is yeah. being hailed by our media and our politicians as by some great yeah. democracy prevails. And thank God those indigenous gods are getting out of the I mean, palace. And it's very blatant. Yeah. Get some Venezuela. Like we should we should join forces with our Venezuelan comrades and fucking go kick some kick some ass. Yeah. Um, Take that, Bolivia. We should become <laughs> economics professors and go shoot protesters in Chile. That that guy, yeah, that fucking like libertarian. Like, there's a libertarian guy who's like living in, been living in Chile for like the last like. Galt's Gulch. 
yeah, like 20 years, who literally established like a libertarian like haven, but then immediately broke off from it to start his own. And then he um, got stopped by protesters and like tried to like shoot a bunch of them, but didn't hit any of them, like one person. And now he's like going to prison in Chile. Um, but um, yeah, Bolivia is like, like it's very, it's very explicitly like, the group that's being like getting in charge is like Christian and ultra nationalist, very right wing. It's what people in America want. But they're fucking, I will give them this. They're genius for having a woman seize power. Oh, because yes. all the, again, we talk about identity politics. So a woman seizes power. It has to be democracy. Fucking jizzing their pants. Like, yes, a woman president. We haven't had a woman president here. So like Bolivia is super woke and we aren't. It's like this woman, it's like if Ava Braun just became about Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. It's like if Ava Braun became head of Nazi Germany. Like that is like what's happening. Oh, you know you liberals know. in America would have been Yacht's queen. They just, queen for they just forget Braun. about like Ayn Rand's fucking wet dream of like Margaret Thatcher and like yeah, ultra fucking right wing woman. Supreme like it's, world leader. It's not like it. it's not that hard to imagine a fucking woman fascist. Like it's not. No, women were women love fascism. Nazi women love fascism. You want to know who has women? Italy. And you know what I want? <laughs> Italians are? They're fascists. They love, yeah, yeah. Women, I mean, that's like. They love the fascism. I mean, historically, like, like women who engage in fascism have, like, dodged. I mean, like, Nazi Germany, like, like the denazification of Germany, women dodged all of that basically but, but they were raped by the russians when the russian came in well, so I mean, justice was served the um like the the narrative was like like we raped like, vietnamese like right? german women were apolitical so they even though like it's like demonstrably untrue um but yeah women have like dodged that so like it's a genius move by like this this group that's seizing power to have a woman seize power because you know, the very surface level, shallow identity politics people so will what, be like. Sorry. I was going to say, so what, what fascist regimes right now are currently in South and Central America? And like, because we got Venezuela just holding out there being being comrades. But yeah, we don't have um, any more comrades, do we? No. I mean, Argentina is pretty bad. Chile is pretty bad. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. Bolsonaro, Bolsonaro is probably literally, the worst. Yeah. Um, him and him and. Yeah. Uh, French Macron, right? Isn't he? He's fascist. He's pretty fascist. Macron is like Macron's like super neoliberal. Um, I wouldn't say Macron's fascist. I'd say he's like super. Neoliberal. But he's like yeah. he's like really against like Muslims, right? Like he because he banned like the hijab in like France and all that shit. Yeah, and like the the the, yeah. the Muslims are having to set up like little communities, like little gypsy caravan communities yeah. in France. I would say it's less like less a factor of fascism and more like the cultural trends in, in France being mm -hmm. anti-Muslim. Okay. Cause and Europe in general. Macron is very much like, I want to like please people like, like the neoliberal type. Like I want to please like the majority of people. So the majority of what people. What's Trudeau? Is he left or right wing? No, Trudeau is like the liberal party, which is like le nominally left wing. He's like, your, like your Hillary type, right? Yeah, he is. Okay. Like, so awful. Um, liberal government and, and, and Canada is like they they um, reelected Trudeau who wore blackface yeah. like they reelected the blackface prime like, minister. It's just the he really he, loves costume. He has a minority government like he lost the, the majority. The Liberal Party lost the majority. Um, but the Liberal Party is like the type to be like, okay, we love diversity. Um, you know, LGBT people love them, but also we're gonna build a pipeline through indigenous lands. Fuck indigenous people. 
shit like that, right? Like, oh, we're committed to like he showed up at like a um like a like uh one of those extinction rebellion protests while building the pipeline through like native lands and yeah, it's all so, for show. It's all it's aesthetic. all for show. Um but yeah, and so yeah, so like the shit in Bolivia is um Bolivia is sitting on a massive um load of lithium, which we're gonna need if we're gonna go green. You know, U.S. like like if U.S. companies are going to go green, we need a lot of lithium. So it just so happens that one of the countries that sits on a bunch of lithium has had a coup happened, has kicked out a socialist leader who was going to nationalize the lithium um, industry and not and let deal it be. directly with the market themselves. Yeah, deal directly with the market and not let a bunch of U.S. companies come in and like just rip out the resources from under them. And it just happens that he's gone now. And replaced by someone who is actually very amenable. Essentially, letting, essentially overnight, just yeah. at the drop of a hat. Pretty much, he's gone. Yeah. So that's just like a weird thing. And you know, golly gee, I just hope that things turn out. And you, you know, my thoughts and prayers to those lithium mine owners. When yeah. I heard that they were going to get their hard work taken away from them by the yeah. government, you know, I thought about going down there and shooting some protesters. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just boils my blood. Those indigenous people. I turned on football yeah. and I, they said thanks to our veterans for like allowing us to play this game. And I was like, yes, thank God that our veterans allow us to play football while Dude, going into been, South America and fucking killing brown people. Thank you. It's been yeah. Thank like, you to our veterans. Like, I love. We didn't, yeah, we didn't. Talk we didn't about have like, a Veterans Day special. Yeah, we love the veterans. Day. Yeah, we got sh- shouts out to the veterans. I, I had some great veterans bits, but I'll save them for later. So okay. Yeah, I think that's enough. I think we've rambled. That's on. it. Folks. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's all you get. But yeah, if you take anything from this, is that Bolivia is a coup, in that this is par for the course for what has happened in South America since you know America's been around, and it's um, no different. And anyone who tells you different is uh, is acting in bad faith. And you should be very suspect of them. And the the idea that a military taking control of a government and allowing like another, like the idea that a military kicking someone out and then placing someone in as the head of like the government is democracy is utterly fucking bunk and should show you how any, like the, like the ideas behind liberal democracy are literally like, like paper thin and it's par for the course. Like when Allende in Chile was kicked out, the, the, the military literally said we are destroying democracy to save democracy. In the sense, acknowledging that what we're what we're doing is getting rid of democracy for the sake of putting our guy in. Anyway, yes, I'm being uh, you know the, the theme song is going, so we're done. 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 Done.